What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, TV, movies, comic book, video games, cartoons, anime, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Man, what up, what up? Stop, stop talking over my tagline. <laughs> I need to shine too, brother. I need to shine. <laughs> we were geeks before being geeks were cool. Just a bunch We're of cool. dudes who forgot to grow up. How are you guys? What's up? How's your week been? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What did you buy? Oh, who bought stuff? Oh, what did we buy? Oh, any, any okay, pickups? So I don't know if somebody got a pickup. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Rich. Let's let, let, let's see what you got. I got a new figure um, from the Marvel Legend series. It's Magneto. He is in a white suit. That is, oh, um, that's cool. And I picked this because I was walking around the comic book store for quite some time. And I picked this because it comes with six figures. I'm um, seven figures altogether, but six of the seven come with uh, body parts to build an eighth figure. Oh. Uh, the uh, the the eighth is a sentinel. Oh, no. and he has he has three heads right there with the Magneto character. Um, he also comes with uh, two sets of hands, three, three sets of hands, including the ones that are that is on him. Uh, he's in a white uh, white outfit. I'm not sure exactly where this is from, but it is it's pretty dope. That's dope. And I'm, I'm and I'm really looking forward to to collecting the rest of them to build that ace character. But um, I picked that up, and I also picked up a few uh, Berserkers. I picked up two of the number ones, these four covers. I was like, you know nice. what? Maybe these might cost cost money in the, in the future. Like, trying to get me the Jack game. Trying to be I'm like trying. Jack. That's Yo, it. let me tell you how I was sitting there on my phone, like looking at them, like, huh? This one said it's supposed to be seventy five dollars now. It pays twenty five right now. Let me get this. I got another one. I forgot what number this is, but it has literally. No, Anytime you can uh, find a, a comic variant cover that is Sans logo or labeling, often that's going to be a, a little more collectible than the other ones. So that that's a good steal on that one. Describe the cover, Rich. What what, what, what uh, do you see? It's pretty much, um, I don't, it's the Berserker character, the main character, Keanu Reeves character. He's standing in a, in a fighting pose. He's very um, Wolverine-looking-ish. Yeah, very Wolverine-looking-ish. He has uh, knives sticking out of his body, throwing stars, very beat up, looked like some gunshot wounds. Um, and there is no any type of identifying like uh, logos or anything on this. Just, uh, just him. Just so anyone who's not uh, aware of what the Berserker storyline is, is, is Keanu Reeves character in this uh, comic book which is going to be a netflix series relatively soon it sounds like uh he's basically an immortal who has lived forever doesn't know why he's immortal and pretty much wants to die so he's looking for a way to uh stop being immortal is my understanding of the series so far and i think i think we're up to the Maybe the fifth comic is coming out this week. Jack, sorry to hijack your thread, Rich, but Jack, can I ask you a question about variants? Yeah. So you said the ones that have no writing are usually worth more. You know, you know, yeah, you know how sometimes you get ones that are made for to be signed where they're blank. Say, you know, you take it, you have the guy sign it, you have the guy do like a like a like the way the cover artist do a quick sketch on it. How do those usually do on the market? Well, it depends. If you're not getting a COA, which is proof that the actual person's the one who signed it it's kind of hard to sell it later so you need to get if you're getting a signature for someone you need to make sure it's documented that that guy actually signed the thing especially if you're ever going to grade it because if you send that thing in to get graded 
without documentation that the artist is the one who in fact signed it, it could actually count off of the grade because it would be, you know, basically graffiti on the cover, whereas opposed to a signature of of the person will, it won't enhance the grade of the comic, but it'll enhance the value of the comic potential. But as far as like a blank cover, that all just depends on, again, how many of them were made and what printing edition you're looking at. So like, not only are there variant covers to comics, there's different printing editions. So like the second print, the third print, the fourth print, Mm -hmm. in addition to variants of the printings. So your comic's worthless, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have a I have A versus X signed by the cover artist. Four people on the cover. They're all they all signed it. And I think I think it was Simonson that did a, a quick sketch for me. And then I have a picture of them all signing it. And I don't know if that counts as a, as a certificate of authenticity, but I actually have it. Absolutely. Pic- of course it does. And yeah. especially most people who are selling something are probably selling it casually or on like eBay or a platform like that. And so what I would do is just print out the picture that you're selling with the comic. Totally. That enhances the value. Cool. As far as, I don't know if uh, like CGC would accept that as proof, but uh, they they might. Now, Rich, how else was your week? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the, the usual. I'm listening to, I got to listen to audio books from um, Audible. Um, I'm listening to Area 51 now. Uh, it's about Area 51, or like there's a story based around Area 51 and alien spaceships and so on and so forth. So far, no real aliens, but they're talking about like the history of humankind and where these spaceships may have came from. And yeah, it's getting pretty good. I'm about like an hour left. I think it was like almost 10 hours or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've been been getting real heavy into audiobooks. I want to give a (laughs) shout out to Rich, who again has the best shirt in the group. That is sick, Rich. He's wearing the dopest shirt. We got Thanos in the middle of it. Yeah, it's like Biggie Smalls when he had the crown on his head. The Infinity Rings are in a bracelet. Oh, this is sick. Like a cuff bracelet around his around his wrist. Okay. And yeah, pretty dope. That, okay, I need that shirt. Where, 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 send me, send me, uh, where you can tell me where you got I, this. Send me the link. I couldn't even tell you. Like, I got it literally, it popped up in my, I think, either Facebook feed or Instagram feed. It was some random site. And I was like, let me see. Take a picture of that shirt if you can at some point, and we'll get it posted up on the yeah, site. Yeah, so put that on the gram. How, how yeah, cool yeah, that is. Yeah, it's, it's super dope. That's sick. All right, Jack, what you been up to? So I was telling you guys last time about this uh, Japanese show called Roroni Kinshin, the mm-hmm. final, final. So that did really well on Netflix. So now they're putting the other ones on. So the, uh, the first one is now on there. Man, the combat in these films are just, they're sick. So I would highly recommend that. I was watching this anime called Beastars. Uh, season two is out. I'm enjoying it, but I'm maybe maybe I'm embarrassingly enjoying it because it's kind of like animals or people, but there's romance. But they're in high school and they're actors. Jack, listen, Jack, it's all right if you want to say that you're a furry now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's right. that. Chris, what you been up to? So I've been traveling uh, this week with the family. So I've been watching a lot of cartoons on the phone with the, my little boy. And he wanted to get into some new superhero stuff. So we've been watching uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Look, I know I recommended this on a past recommendation. Once you get into season two, you get into Civil War, you get into uh, Secret Invasion, you get into all these big storylines from Marvel because I knew that they were transferring over into the new format. 
they kind of threw caution to the wind and just hit it with everything. So watch it. It's really, really, really good. And then on the pickup, I'll show it to you on my phone because it's still packed. I haven't unpacked yet, but I got the Hot Wheels Robert Pattinson Batmobile. Nice. Which actually is kind of cool because the pictures that we have of the Batmobile are kind of very, very one-sided, one-dimensional. To actually see it in person, it's, it's you know, it's on a 124 scale, but it's still pretty dope. Cool. Me, um, I have some pickups on the way. I've been doing some uh, toy hunting online, so I got some cool stuff to finish out my Masters of the Universe. Like, I'm done after these. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got an, an, uh, a McFarlane coming, which I'm excited to show you guys. That should hopefully be here next time. But I've been right. watching. See, now, I listen to you guys, right? When, and, and, and Mr. Wilson gave us some recommendations last week. Come on. And I said, let me sit down and watch Tokyo Revenger. I'm on about episode four. And I'm watching this thing, and then I text and then call Rich right away because I had some <laughs> I had some questions. I'm like, this this show is problematic. So basically, for those who didn't hear his recommendation, shows about a guy who can go back in time. He puts his consciousness in his uh in his younger version of himself. So that's how he travels. He doesn't physically go. His consciousness just goes to his younger self. So he's about 26 years old. And when he goes back in time, he kind of comes to in his 14-year-old body. Got it, got it, got it. Great. So he has a girlfriend in middle school, right? And he's with her in middle school and he's not with her anymore in the present, but he's 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 gone back to his prime years. He's in middle school. And I'm like, this dude's blushing around her and he did something, I think, to alter the past. So now in this version, he's in her bedroom for the first time. He's like, I can't believe I'm in her bedroom. And I had to stop and go, Rich, when he goes back in time, does he become a teenager or is he just an adult in a teenage body? And Rich is that's like, a, he's an adult. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> I, I think what it is, he's, he's an adult in a teenage body, but he's still going through all like the hormonal, he's still feeling all the hormones that he was feeling back then. If I went back in time and I woke up in junior high school and saw my 14-year-old girlfriend, I'm like, you're 14. <laughs> I can't. I can't. That's so, interesting. But you're also 14. But I have my 30-something-year-old brain. It's a slippery slope. It's a little yeah. slippery. And I think we need to take a hard stance right now. None of us would go back in time and mess with no, our old underage no. girlfriends. Hard stance. <laughs> Three brothers shot of milk. Official. Official. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was watching and I was like, this is getting really weird. Um, but outside of that, it's a it's a freaking good show. It's so much fun. And let's move on to the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here on the collector's corner, we show off pieces <laughs> from our collection. What is <laughs> uh, we show pieces from our collection. Uh, they can be sentimental or they can be uh, very, you know, pricey. It doesn't matter what it is. They mean something to us. Who wants to go first? The thing that I'm actually really excited to show you is not mine. It's not in my collection. But I showed you guys Superman G.I. Joe that my brother had made me. Yeah. Since we're talking Batman, he made this this week. It is a Batman G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, man, Jack. Now I'm going to explain to my son why he can't have a G.I. Joe Batman. This, oh, thing, man. this thing is so cool. Like, 
I'm dying that this is not my collection. And I'll send this to you so you can post this on the gram because it's it just looks great. I have no idea how he made the mask on it. So so for nice. our listeners who are just jumping in, Jack showed a Superman that he had made. <clears throat> we shared the clip on Instagram. My three-year-old son saw it. It took me an hour to explain to him that the superhero, that the Superman G.I. Joe didn't exist and I can't buy it for him. So thank you, Jack. Now I have another hour conversation why he can't have a G.I. Joe Batman. You know, I got to call my brother, man. I'm like, I want this. I want this in my collection. Jimmy's a man. Jimmy's a man. That's awesome. I'll go next. Alex Ross for those who don't know, is an amazing artist. He's a mastermind. He's, 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 he just creates masterpieces. What he's able to do with, because, you know, a lot of comic book artists, they'll take superheroes and try to add all this texture to their costumes to make them more interesting and make them more realistic. But Alex Ross doesn't. He, he has simple costumes, and it's all in making them as human as possible. So since I'm such a fan of Alex Ross, I got a bunch of action figures that are made like his art. I'm gonna show off a couple. First, I have this Superman right here. This bad boy. I'm holding up this Alex Ross Superman. Giant S on his chest. You know, that costume looks most like Dean Cain's. Because, yeah, Dean Dean Cain's colors is perfect. It's 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 a deeper blue. The red is more vibrant. The S is just gigantic and... I mean, the detail on this figure and then the detail that Alex Ross, um, just that he draws with is fantastic. That's from Kingdom Come, right, Lawrence? No, this one's from Kingdom Come. (laughs) Yeah. But now I'm holding up a Kingdom Come action figure designed like Alex Ross. And and it's brilliant. The Kingdom Come, you know, it has the black where the yellow would be and the S is a little different. And then one of Chris's favorite Batmans, his Batman, Alex Ross's Batman is just fantastic. The way he's able to get the cowl to look yep. like, like he's frowning for real and the texture feels like leather. This is one of Chris's favorite Batman. I have that one. It's from, Ju- from Justice, right? I think so. Yeah. Also, friend of ours, writer of the Justice series. Yes, Jim Kruger, friend of the show, friend of ours, was a writer on Justice. This is my favorite Batman, though. I'm a Batman fan with the, with the no yellow emblem and with the pouchy belt, the Pouchier the belt, the better. <laughs> always, always, always. Pouchy. And then to finish off my Alex Ross, I got a, a Batgirl here, which I think is pretty fantastic. Wow. That's what I pulled from my collection, Chris. So I didn't go as deep as you, but uh, so before we had McFarlane, we had DC Multiverse, and I have the 89 re-release oh. Batman from DC Multiverse. This came out in 2012, I believe. Um, there's about uh, 16 points of articulation. Um, it has some accessories, which it's kind of been taken over by my son. He grabbed it, so now the that means the accessories are lost. But it's 89 Batman, so it's pretty cool. And Rich, uh, 89 Batman is the one with Michael Keaton. Yeah, please explain. First of all, please explain. Shut up. Second of all, you don't have the 89 Batman with the bat with the belt that came okay. off with the okay. string. Okay, uh, first okay. of all, that first might of be all, in a first of all, corner. First so of all, Rich is first of all, what? Calm, bring it calm, up. Calm yourself, son, because I have two of them, not one, but oh, two of all them. Right. Okay. okay. All right. So, and I think I'm going to have to go digging in the crates for, for next week. Go digging. Go so I, digging. So I can show you. Yo, Rich is over this running gag. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, what you got? Yeah, yeah man, I got, got nothing. 
Because you know what? I messed up and I, I told y'all too much right off the rip. <laughs> I told y'all too much right off the rip. And for, those, for those who can't see, what had happened was is Rich got so excited, he took his collector's corner item and he, he talked about it right in the beginning because he's so excited. <laughs> and I would be too. It's a dope action figure. Magneto in an all-white suit, that's freaking dope. So you get a pass. And your shirt's fantastic. So Yeah, it really is. <laughs> the shirt could be your collector's corner item. That's, that thing is sick. Let's move on to the news. It's time for the news. So, gentlemen, some not necessarily new news, but it's very interesting when we think about it. Michael B. Jordan is developing a Superman series for HBO Max, and apparently he will be Val Zod. What's really interesting about this is it says Michael B. Jordan is developing it with HBO Max. They didn't say this is the J.J. Abrams black superman that he might be developing so there's a chance that we might have two black supermen flying around at one point two colored supermen two oh. <laughs> I, I, I know some of these people are be going crazy not one but two Someone, <laughs> there goes some people's world are going to implode some people's worlds are just going to be like <laughs> yeah i can't, I can't I'll, I'll say this now's the time to do it though I mean, where we're we're at politically in 2021, it's now or never, man. If there's black content out there, now's the best chance to get it made. You know, now's the best chance. People are willing to hear it. The fact that they even having the conversation, Mm -hmm. like we would have never heard this conversation five years ago. You know, it would have had to be someone like Will Smith back in the day, like a polarizing movie star, to do that. Yeah, not just they Mm -hmm. want to develop a black Superman, and they don't even have their lead yet. So. I think that's dope. Next piece of news. So, guys, Army of Thieves dropped their trailer. Yes, they did. What do you think? What do you think? That guy's funny. Yeah, he's great. I like that they're building a universe around it. Um, You know, I'm excited to get into it and see, you know, how far it expands. Yeah. But it's expanding backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they said there still will be zombies. I don't know if they're going to give, uh, we don't know if they're going to give us the robots and are they going to give us uh, aliens too? What? Is was the it question. a prequel or is it a sequel? Yeah. It looks like a prequel. It, so how but, are there zombies then? The, I, think, I think, you know how like Army of Dead, it's the way they pick up is like the zombies has been around for a while and they've been quarantined in Vegas. So I think this right. picks up before I, I, all of that. I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind seeing. Remember in Army of the Dead, and spoilers, spoilers who, for anyone who hasn't seen Army of the Dead, it's uh, Zack Snyder's masterpiece film about zombies. <laughs> um, there's a scene in it when they get to cracking the vault and they come up to all those bodies. And they were like, oh, this looks like us. That's well, not this movie. I would be dope. It'd be dope. It'd be dope. Because if, I- you're, if you're tying the thing together, then it, it's a sequel, it's a prequel, it's all the same timeline and it actually was their team and they weren't successful and that would make sense with the seeds they planted now time travel is a thing here too or this time bending genre thing i think this is a prequel i think it's it takes place before the events of army of the dead but after that convoy opened up so like the beginning beginning. okay because army of the dead some time has passed they were able to they were able to quarantine them into vegas they were able to like right. so this is probably before all of that and he goes oh. on a heist or something now 
what I'm thinking is there might be other characters in there that we might see come up later, maybe. But uh, right now, it seems like it's just a prequel. And I have a hard time with prequels, especially with characters, spoiler alert, who you already know die later. So it's right. like, I know you're not going to... Spoiler alert. So I like, I know you're not going to die in this movie, but I also know you're not going to make it. So I always have a hard time investing in those kind of characters and prequels. But if it's a dope story, I'm down for the ride. And he is a lot of fun and he directed it. So, but to be fair, we we, we never, we never actually saw him die though. We got, we got insinuation of his death, but we never actually saw him die. Right. If he survived them zombies and then survived the bomb, this dude's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. So, uh, Another news. The producer of What If gave a statement of the Marvel What If series. He said, it's no coincidence that the show picks up right after Loki, he said. The multiverse has erupted in every possible direction. What If gives us a chance to explore that? As far as far as his relevance to a greater canon, he added, I think that without going into great detail, I can tell you that what if as a project, as a story that exists in the MCU is as important as any other and is woven into the tapestry. So this what if series isn't just, hey, let's have some fun. It's connected in it's going to have ramifications or is the, res- the result of ramifications. So that's nice. So right. this is so super. What if Tony Stark never died? Is that would that be a cop out? Is that cheap? It is. It's a cop out, but it may not be cheap. Mm. This is the first time that I think that an animated property falls into continuity of the MCU because there's never been any other animated property before right. this. Right. So this that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's cool and. Like Jack said, if if it's not just fun and this is happening, but then the world gets put back together, but something, at least one or two things that happen on this series stays. Like we have a Captain Britain, Peggy Carter now in the actual Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of this, that's freaking dope. That would be I'm dope. all for that. Yeah, would that be Marvel's a conflict of interest? For... Captain what? Falcon. <laughs> Hey, it should be. Can That's you have where two shields in one team. Can you have no get Red Guardian and give him a shield? Got three shields. Call him three shields. Just call him. <laughs> just, just, shields. He can't even walk. He's throwing the shield, just flipping through the air. So throwing it through the air, man. <laughs> um, Barrel rolling. That's the news. I'm gonna keep the news light today because I want to get into the stuff. Oh. I think it's time. Stop being nice, man. Stop acting like we just we just get along, like our opinions are all the same. I think it's time for a debate. Let's get ready to rumble. In one corner, you have Batman, master technician, master martial artist, master detective. Another corner, you have Black Panther, you have T'Challa, master martial artist, King of Wakanda, technology at his disposal that doesn't even really exist. Who wins? Batman versus Black Panther. Who do you guys got? And then we'll get into the details. Let's draw lines in the sand, sons. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I'll say this. 
My black side wants to go with Chicago, the, the Black Panther. Black, black Power. But I got to go with Batman. Black Power. Jack's going Batman, Chris. Who you got? You know Chris you, got. Nah, yeah. nah, you would think so, but I'm, mm. you know, Everest would, so to, to, to our listeners, we have a group chat where we discuss this. And ever since this question got dropped, I've been debating myself this whole time. So I'm going to ask one question and I'm going to give my, and, I'll, and I'll, I'm going to pose this to Lawrence because you're the one who posed this. Is this their first interaction or their second interaction? Uh-uh, you can't stipulate rules of the site. It makes a big difference. I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this. I don't think it makes a difference. It does I don't, make a difference. I think this trope we've given Batman that he can do anything when he's prepared is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Actually, I don't think it is. It's ridiculous. I don't think it is. And I, I think it's a fair question, Chris, but I think you got to think of this as his own endgame fight. So, of course, if he lost round one, there'd definitely be a round two for him. Come back to me on this one because I am very, very okay. emotionally okay. torn by okay. this. Okay, you know what? Rich, right. Rich, come on, man. Well, I guess we know which way Lawrence is going. Absolutely. Let's just talk about it. All right. Whether it's the first encounter or the second encounter or the third encounter, Black Panther's coming out on top. My man has the strength. He has the technology behind it. He has the skills, the fighting skills. I mean, what what, what, what are we debating here? I want to say this. Let me say this to you guys. Go ahead, Lawrence, go. I'm over this trope that Batman can do anything with preparation time. Did you say that already? You're telling me Batman with preparation time can take down Darkseid, but he's still struggling with a guy in clown makeup? Like, it's the (laughs) dumbest thing in the world. He'll create a, 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 if he, I think he fought like the Hulk in a in, in a crossover. He might have created his own Hulkbuster suit, but he has issues with the Penguin. This is the dumbest <laughs> inconsistency in this character, and they only drop it in when he's around superpowered beings. But no. it's still the canon. T'Challa, it's still, it's... T'Challa is smarter than Batman. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, that's debatable. Whoa, that's debatable. That's debatable. He he owns a country that has been taking care of itself since its inception. It has technology mm-hmm. that no one has. It has an element that can be used for anything. He, he has, has a whole has, kingdom and a whole a, resource of a, a, a rare ore. He has a vibranium. Like, no, T'Challa is a trillionaire in real life. Okay, but Easily. his his suit, now also I'll say this. Um, yeah, Batman, kind of like Iron Man, got a suit for every occasion. Now we know that. That's, that's given, that's part of the canon. Batman, depending on the circumstances, fluctuates greatly as far as what he's capable of doing, whether he's the detective, whether he's struggling with the penguin, or whether he's taking on gods. I mean, I'll say this. Batman's most powerful suit literally has the power of the Celestials. This guy is able to control the minds and hearts of people. That's how powerful his most powerful suit was. That is, but like, okay. Let me, let me jump into this one. So Batman's superpower, besides him being rich, is his preparation. Yeah. And that's why my my answer, it really matters on whether this is their first T'challa, interaction or the second. T'Challa took down the entire Fantastic Four without preparation time. What do you think happens if this guy prepares? Are you kidding me? This well, guy has but this guy's been training his how, mind. How, how does he change? How does he change? He's been training his mind and his body to be this since he was a child and had to fight other people who trained their mind and bodies to be this to win it. You thinking that this guy doesn't prepare? Yeah, but Black Panther knows about 106 to 160 martial arts forms. Batman, 
the same. They both know all the martial arts form. Yes, Black Panther does have a version of a super soldier serum, which makes him stronger. But when DC and Marvel crossed over, Batman fought Captain America and they went toe to toe. If he's able to, he's able to handle a super soldier guy, even though he doesn't have those powers. Black Panther's powers are comparable to Captain America as far as only one thing that's different is that when the Black Panther, when, when T'Challa takes that, that herb, that, that flower, whatever, not only does he get those super soldier powers, he also downloads the wisdom of every Black Panther that came before him. That strategy, that's fighting, that's every experience he can call on. So he's not just, that means it's just fighting this Black Panther. He's fighting every Black Panther. Let me ask you a question. What if Batman understands the process and challenges him to hand-to-hand combat just like Killmonger did in the movie? Then Black Panther has to take away the powers and then they're even hand-to-hand. Because they don't even need to. I mean, listen. But that's a viable option. That's a viable option for him to do. It could be, but consider this too. The Black Panther suit has a fundamental flaw. And this has been exploited time and time again in different comic book renditions. And it's a flaw that I wouldn't assume that even if Batman, fresh off the street without preparation time, wouldn't be savvy enough to pick up on it quickly. The Black Panther suit absorbs energy so he can channel it into more explosive wave hitting or release it as a force thing. Mm -hmm. The problem is... With the right amount of energy inputted into his suit, his suit will explode on him, causing great damage to him and rendering the suit completely inoperative. So how? So so Batman gets all this and, information. And how? it's as simple as and it's as simple as this. Well, context clues and fighting style, right? I mean, he could pick up that while they're fighting. That oh, his suit's absorbing and he's releasing that. So if maybe if I give it a big enough dose of some sort of blast. He'll overcharge the suit. Batman, I'll also say that Batman don't got that in his utility belt. Batman pretty much has whatever he needs in his utility belt. Oh, it's come like, on. Oh, he he got, 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 that's that's uh, where he, he got goes. that a magical utility belt. No, no just it, like, just it like is. What you the, tell me, you tell me, and sure, it's a Batman trope, but it's also a Batman thing. Black you tell Panther me, Chris, Chris, outclasses. Come on, man. Batman. Tag team this shit. You tell me when Batman ain't no. had what he needs mm-hmm. in that belt. I also say this. The other thing that's flawed about Black Panther's suit is it sound waves can constitute wait, wait. as energy that the thing can accept. You know what's flawed about Batman suit? <laughs> Everything. Like T'Challa literally outclasses Batman in every way. He's been training longer than Batman. Well, that's and not technically true. Batman has to wait till nine years old and then go around the globe to find the right mentors. While T'Challa, has, he started from the beginning, like this is your road. He's richer. Their, their intellect is comparable. T'Challa has outsmarted Reed Richards. He's outsmarted Dr. Doom and Tony Stark in the comic books. Mm. Yeah, but I can make that same equivalent list with Batman. Batman's yeah. outsmarted just about everybody. Fair enough. If there's no preparation time, these two see each other, we're adversaries, Batman goes down. Getting smoked. Easy. If you want to bring in preparation time, then yeah, he can pull magical stuff out of his belt because that's a superpower. I don't think, I don't think, listen, I will say this. Batman, D-E-C-U, stands no chance, any incarnation of him, compared to the MCU version of Black Panther. Batman of comic book origin, mythos, with all that up for grabs, of course he beats Black Panther. 
dude. Of course he does. You can't say all that up for grabs. You almost have to choose a Batman. Last debate, if you haven't heard it, you guys were not... Iron Man could pick any suit at any time, anywhere when he had to fight Steel. Because that's, that's his power. That's what he exactly. does. Exactly. You got so your, your argument. Your no. argument is picking any Batman from like picking all Batman. No, I'm sorry. Into one Remember and like, the, that's the, the Batman. Batman animated series where every other episode was a brand new bat suit that he was using to do whatever it was he was no, doing. No, I don't remember that, Jack, because it didn't happen. What happened was he was in some cloth suit and he was in trouble every episode by regular thugs. Come on, man! <laughs> I got all those toys. And then he had he, a Mr. Freeze suit. Come on, man! He got it. He gets out of everything. Look, when 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 I heard this, I was. <laughs> It's a trope. It's not it like a trope. What you're saying isn't like the character. It's like just the way the writers decide to change him up every time they need him to. But if you have the most consistent version of Batman going against the most consistent version of Black Panther, Batman loses. Because the no. most consistent version of Batman is the long Halloween version. No, and that dude no, 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 no. Wait, we're going to get into this no, In the comic books? Yeah, yeah. We're, In the comics? About- so you're saying the Frank no, Miller... No, the long like, Halloween oh. version of Batman is... Is is from the comics, not the movie. From the comics, is a dope ass detective Sherlock. That Holmes doesn't Batman. beat Black Panther. No, of course it doesn't. But that is not the most consistent version of Batman. What is? I don't. I don't see Bat. How yeah. often do you see Batman in a mech suit, Rich? No, do you, no, no, do you, do you it, see it, Batman it, in a mech it, suit? It doesn't have to be. Not often, suit, though. Not how often, many times does he will Bane after Nightfall? He has back broken. This is this is how it would happen. Realistically, this is what they would happen. They would, they would, they would interact first. Batman would see Black Panther get the upper hand. Batman would get out of there, study him, wait, find wait, wait, him. Wait, wait, why, so does, wait, wait, wait. why does Batman just get out of there? Because that's yeah. what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. No, so, you're, so you're assuming you're assuming that, that that Black Panther will let this man just leave. No, having, no, no. having the most advanced freaking fighters, it, it, it won't be a choice. He's going to get away. It won't be a choice. Batman well, he will. Couldn't find uh, Killmonger for the life of him. Yeah, no. Batman. First of all, you you can't jump in and out of the movies. Like, are we going comic book? Are we going? We're going everything. Are we going Ben Affleck? We want to do Ben. Let's go Malcolm we're doing it all. We're doing it all. This is what I'll say. It's all game. This is funny because whenever you talk to a Batman fan, it's like that that um, cartoon where you have Superman and Batman in a diner. Superman's like, Batman, why do you win? He's like, because I'm Batman. Batman. But like, <laughs> but how did you overcome? Because I'm Batman. Like, that's literally the only reason that they have an argument. It's only that's because. That's kind of his thing, though. No. But if we're going to break down the characters, you have to like. I guess here's my point. You're using a trope. Superman, Superman and Batman fight each other. Batman loses every single time he should lose. And yet, time and time again, he wins. You're telling me Superman can't take Black Panther? You're crazy. So if the same guy Superman went wait, wait, wait. Whatever the reason. Let's break this down. Let's break. I get it. He's got weaknesses, but that's what I'm saying. So does Black Panther. No. Everyone's got weaknesses. Superman never lost to Batman. Superman held back. I know darkest moments. I want you to know that I beat you. Well, Green Arrow actually shot a kryptonite arrow. That was was, Superman. That that was part of his preparation. That was his plan. And then Batman faked his death when Superman stood up. That's what he's saying. (laughs) That's that's the the preparation. That's winning a plan. That's winning. Batman plays the long game. This fight oh. might not be a day fight. This thing might take a guys, year. Guys, 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 guys. Let's, let's, let's break no. this down. No. Superman 
got up from that kryptonite thing and Batman faked his death. Now, if this was a fight to the death, he would just bash his brains in. So every time you put Batman with Superman, you have a Superman that doesn't want to kill Batman. I'm talking about Black Panther versus Batman. There is no one left standing. Black Panther is not going to hold back. He's going to kill him. Batman doesn't just throw a smoke bomb and disappear. No, he's not the freaking Two-Face. He's not a henchman. Black but that's Pan- also not why. Black why Panther are you well. assuming that Black Panther is just going to steamroll over Batman? Batman's fought how many times has he fought a superpowered villain? You think yeah. that the, the second they engage, that it's going to be like two two? It's going to be like Mike Tyson versus like a child. It's no. not going to be like that. I think it's going to be a long bloody fight. Versus a child. It's going to yeah. be a long Jesus bloody Christ. fight. <laughs> but Black Panther is going to win. I don't think it's going to be a long bloody fight the first time. I think Batman will. It's not going to be a second time. Yes, there will. Because Batman will. Wait, why? I'll tell you why. Batman's going to Batman. Batman's going to Batman. (laughs) Batman's going to identify that, look, right now, I can't beat this guy. But what my power is, is preparation. So I'm going to get out of there. And then I'm going to figure out what his weak spots are. He doesn't get to get out of there. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He doesn't get to go. How? How is he getting away? Let me say this, guys. If... If Black Panther did not completely, 100% kill him dead in the first meeting, then it does not matter. Batman would 100% win the second meeting. Right, because because T'Challa is not going to go back to Wakanda, the most (laughs) superior civilization known to man, and he's not going to prepare with his technology because that's just not going to happen. He's just going to show up in the same suit and fight the same fight. T'Challa outclasses Batman in every way. He's richer than him. He's more mm-hmm. experienced than him. Talk He's about it. Trained than him. He mm-hmm. actually has superpowers. Let's like, like I get, I get how you don't want to like that. Give make that have an edge. Like he, you're, you're he has a healing like, factor. I'm sorry, he has a healing circles. factor. Yeah. We're going in circles. Here. He has a healing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Also, most important part, he was raised with two parents in household. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your orphan. Let's talk about your orphan right now. <laughs> oh. It is statistically it's a statistical fact that the most productive members of society are raised with two parent houses. Okay. All right. He's out here breaking stereotypes. Batman got Batman might have some more fuel in his uh Uh, Batman had money. Okay, if he was a broke bum. I would, a, a broke orphan out in Gotham, guess what he would have been? He would have been a henchman for pick a villain. <laughs> Chris, you going to sit there and take this? I mean, Chris I don't know, don't, Chris, don't, still... Chris don't have an argument. He All he can say is Batman's going to Batman. He don't have an argument. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do, I do. Listen, I'm but telling I, you exactly I, how the scenario is going to happen. You guys are are, are are assuming Batman's never fought a superpower person before. Is, is, let me ask you this. Is, so is, Black is, Panther. Wait, wait, let me ask you this. Is Black Panther stronger than Bane? Is Black Panther stronger than Grundy? Is Batman stronger than Grot? Like all these superpower guys. Is he stronger than these guys? I don't think so. Because Black wait, Panther. Wait, wait, but, but. Like Panther is not just strong like Grundy or Bane. He is just as, no, more trained than Batman. Like Black Panther is who Batman wished he could be. Well, that's that is debatable. <laughs> if you look at, if I you stat it up, if you stat that up, as far as the training's concerned. It's not debatable. They're both masters of 160 martial arts forms. Right. And now you have to just say Batman is going to Batman because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's a fact. 
Oh, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't uh, expect anything else. Let's call this a draw, then. But but, but, you're, but your but your argument is saying that Batman will run away <laughs> and then come back better. Like yes. you're assuming so, that Batman yes. will be able to get away. Yes. Like how? Night, how is he getting away? Nightfall. I'm, I'm sorry. That's Nightfall. exactly the plot of the of Nightfall. the Black Panther movie. The guy <laughs> ran away and then came back, got better. He didn't run away. He got thrown down a waterfall. To be fair, right. One hundred percent. He he got his ass handed to him. As We're not. In so most so wait, wait, so wait. Are we using are we using movies or not? Here's what I'll say. <laughs> there are few comic book characters who are more adaptable to a situation than that of Batman, and that's why he'd win. There's almost nobody more adaptable. What does that mean? It means he takes the situation, understands it, uses his intellect and his resources to put the situation no. in his favor. What it means is that there's no continuity. So we're going to have him lose in a sewer to kill a croc, but then beat a god on Apocalypse. But but that's that's how you got to grade it. If it's 100% power on both sides, then the thing that makes Batman Batman is his adaptability. All so I know he is, wins. All 100%. I know is percent. All I know is is listen. Batman loses I, in a fist Rich, fight. Rich and I. That's what the fight is. Rich no, and it's I not. Because superheroes fight the way they fight. Yes, Batman. How does he fight? He fights in the shadows. He has a batarang. Oh, Let me tell you, Batman a guy that fights. has access to an Iron Man suit, don't use a batarang. Don't use Batman those special editions. However, he needs to fight when he needs to fight that. And way. he will lose this fight, just like he's the thing lost is, other fights. Batman is not prepared like that. Like you, can, he he has to leave. Like you keep saying, he has to leave and get prepared to come back and then do what he does. He's We're not talking going about, to leave. Exactly. It's not like Iron Man where he could be like, dude, dude, yo, Jarvis, give me a uh, suit number 43. He He's not going to leave. No, and let me say this before you say this, Chris. And the fact that you guys need him to leave in order for him to win. I'm not, I'm not. Just means that, that Black shit. Panther wins. I, I didn't agree to that stipulation. So, that here's there. what I'm saying. I'm All saying. All that fair. <laughs> I, I didn't agree that he has to leave in order to win. I'm saying if there was a second round, it's, it's not even a conversation. I'm saying there is no second round. I'm saying if there was a there's, second round, there's not even debatable. If, if there's a second round and Batman gets to leave, then maybe he'll prepare to win. So we'll put those stipulations. If he gets another chance, you know, we're living in a time where we give trophies to everyone. So, yes, if Batman gets a second <laughs> chance, maybe he'll win. <laughs> but look, I'm going to link some articles where, where uh, – I'm both sides, Yo, I have, Jack, I have Jack, Batman Jack, winning out these Jack. articles. Chris just jumped out the debate to go do research. I know. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting frustrated. I'm sorry. Yeah. This this episode really is two brothers and a shot of milk. Nah, you know where I'm at. I'll tell, I'll tell, <laughs> no, no, you no, saying? No, no. We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take your premise where Batman gets away and prepares. Right? Okay. Let's talk about how T'Challa has a whole team of scientists who will take the data from fighting Batman and now use that to make him better. So then, what, what, what are we doing here? You, know, you know how hard it is to work a computer with, with fried chicken grease in your fingers? They're not going to pick up. Wow, how dare you? <laughs> well, wow, how dare you? There, all there goes sponsors. all our sponsors. Man, you can't say that. <laughs> I, you can't say that. I can say that. <laughs> I can't even hear that. I can't even hear you say that. That's how bad that is. All I'm saying is this. We can end it here because we're going in circles. But at the end of the day, you guys are basically saying Batman's going to win because Batman's going to Batman, <laughs> or he gets to leave and come back. 
or for whatever reason, there's a second round and he'll get a second chance, which all sounds like suspect as hell to me. But <laughs> I guess under those circumstances, he might pull out a win. Batman's going to Batman. Okay, that was great. Um, <laughs> let's get to the reason why we're here. <laughs> Batman, the long Halloween part two. Man, okay. Spoilers, spoilers all throughout this thing. We're Spoiler gonna spoil. Alert. It's longer than the first one. It's longer than the first one. We're gonna spoil this one. We're gonna spoil the first one. We're gonna spoil the comic book. So you're warned. Okay, brief recap. This thing picks up right where the last one left off, sort of. Bruce Wayne is in Poison Ivy's uh, clutches. You know, she's moved into Wayne Manor. He's under her spell. And I guess for three months, he's been signing away assets to Falcone. She works for Falcone. Catwoman breaks in, rescues Bruce. All that stuff goes away. And then um, basically the, the, the holiday killer is still at large. They're still going after the holiday killer. Basically, you have the Maroni and the Falcones. Not, they're thinking about working together because the holiday killer is killing both sides, I guess. And then Harvey Dent cuts a deal. He gets acid thrown on his face. He becomes two-faced. He gets pissed off because Gotham let him down. So now he wants to go on a killing spree. Holiday killer still at large. Two-faced kills Falcone. We find out the holiday killer is not Harvey Dent, who they suspected. But it turns out to be Gilda his wife at the end you have bat uh batman and catwoman selena and bruce hugging and loving trick-or-treaters comes to the door happy ending very ominous music plays as the credits roll up that's my sort of recap of batman post-credit scene flash from the uh the 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 flash movie that just came out the justice society movie shows up Mm. with green arrow linking this Batman to the new DC animated universe. I wasn't sure, but it's definitely connected. How do you guys feel? Uh, can I, let me go first, because I was mm-hmm. so, I was so, so, so hard on part one. You were very hard on part one. I was very hard on part one. And I wish this came out as one movie because I really, really, really like part two. Really? Which was yeah, you know what I had. I, I'm gonna tell you what I had. I had to go in. I had to put my reservations about the animation aside and just focus on the story because even with that opening fight with Catwoman and, and and Poison Ivy, it was dope. The way she felt the pain through the through the through the plants, it it, it was dope. And I and I don't know. I think maybe my, maybe because my my standards were a little bit lower, or I don't know. But I yeah. I I, I came yeah, but I came in and <laughs> and. I have to go back. I, I keep saying that. I have to go back and watch part one again and kind of watch it straight through because I really, really like part two. And this is the first movie of this new generation, of this new, whatever you want to call it, that I actually, actually enjoyed. I that wasn't a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a disappointment. Well, I guess, you know, I'll go next because I really, really like part one. I like part one a lot. I love the detective story. I did not feel the same about part two. (laughs) (laughs) I did not feel the same about part two. It took me a while to figure out the pace. I felt like it was happening so fast. I couldn't figure out what's going on. I felt like they abandoned the detective story. And they exchanged it for a whack action story. I mean, how bad is Batman? And yeah, the action, the action. Yeah, I, I preferred the slow burn detective story of part one. Than an action-packed version in this world. Um, 
And then honestly, the twist at the end is better than the comics. It's, it's great in the comics. So much better in the comics. It's well, just, how was it in the comics where people like this guy? Okay, so in the that comics. That didn't read it. You know how Alberto Falcone, the son that got killed on the boat at the end of part one? Okay. In the comic books, he fakes his death. Oh. So when they're confronting the holiday killer in the cartoon, it's him. And he mm. says, I'm the holiday killer. And it's like, what? Okay. So basically, he went back and killed the coroner and killed his aunt because she was looking into why his body disappeared. So he killed the people that can trace him. And he became the holiday killer because his father would never give him respect. Right. So he started taking, he started dismantling their organization. But that would have been here's way the catch. better. Here's the catch. Here's the catch. Okay. They believed Harvey Dent might have been the heart the holiday killer this whole time. So Batman is like, oh my gosh, it was him. Then Harvey on the rooftop, some of the cartoon goes, there's two. And they're like, yeah, you're one of them. At the end, you find out it is Gilda. She was a holiday killer. But up until that point, her and Harvey had a good marriage. She wasn't like this crazy person who seemed unstable. You didn't even notice her. It was straight up like usual suspects. You just, she was the person that was there that was never there. And the person she, in every photograph that you didn't notice. You didn't notice. Yeah. But you think back on it, <clears throat> holy crap. And she did it because Harvey always promised her, once this is done, we can be a family. So she was like, then I'm going to get it done. And she gets away with it. No one figures out it's her. At the end of the comic, you see her burning the stuff and no one knows. Fade that would have been way better. That would have been way better. Stupid ending with Batman in the basement with her. Ugh, I was just cringing the entire time. Because it was like, why did he let her leave? So, Rich, that's like, how it happens. In the, in, in, and then Two-Face puts two in Falcone's head. So that still happens. But that's not okay. because they think he's the holiday killer. They, they think they caught him. And, and in reality, Alberto, he may not even really be the holiday killer. He might have killed those two people that were around his death. But he, he's trying to profit off the name so his father will respect him or would have had hmm. his father's respect. So it's twisted, man. Hmm. Yeah, yeah the, That would have been way better. The graphic novel is is just incredible. The, here's the, what's the irony of it for me. The Long Halloween graphic novel for me is one of my all-time favorite graphic novels and versions of Batman. Mm-hmm. The yep. way this thing got adapted, he's literally one of my least favorite Batmans because he's not very good at being a detective and he's not very smart as far as problem solving. And he's, and he's really not very good at combat I mean, how many fights he was in where every single person beat him? Look at Scarecrow. Can we talk about Scarecrow? He, he, you know, he, he has the mask prepared for Scarecrow. I love he that ta- moment. Yeah, and he ta- tackles him down and then Scarecrow just stabs him in the gut. I mean, don't you think that you would have more wherewithal, more well, like... That's in the comics. The comics, he gasses him. So some of this stuff uh, is in the comics, know, but, but it just plays way, out different. the way it's translated. Yeah, right? it's the way that it gets depicted. That's what we're looking at, because and then you have, uh, you know, the Mad Hatter hits him in the back of the head in the other scene. It's like, yeah. like time and time and time and time and time again, Batman just does stupid things in this cartoon. Yeah, and he he just doesn't come off very well. Like I said, I really liked part one because the focus was on detective. 
And it wasn't about the action. It wasn't about the fight scenes. Although we got a dope fight scene when he was fighting the, um, like the triads or whatever in the alley. That was a fantastic fight scene. Yeah. But I felt like this story isn't built for an action movie. And I felt like they traded in the detective story, that slow burn. Because in, 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 the, in the graphic novel, Rich, everyone's a suspect. At one point, he thinks Catwoman could be the holiday killer. Like, it could be anybody. Riddler yeah. shows up. It can be. And as a reader, you don't know who it is. And I felt like they made Gilda so weird and the cast of characters mm-hmm. were so small, I never felt like, who could it be? Even though I already knew, but you just never got the sense of, like, like the movie Clue. Like, it could be anybody. And that's what propels the graphic novel forward without it needing to be so action-packed. Because the graphic novel is not that action-packed. Especially when, especially when they discovered the gun in the basement, like there was no question that it was her at that point. And then the whole thing with, like, they so spoon-fed the Oxford thing, oh, man. where it's it's yeah. more subtle. You know, it's like there was there was no question that all right, we know where this is going at the end of the thing. So now yeah. we just have to sit through this thing to get to the end of the thing. Because they they had to work in Gilda's connection to Alberto. Because in this version, they had a relationship in the comic. She don't know that, dude. This is not about him. This is about if I kill all these people, I get to have my husband back. Like, she's yeah. secretly crazy. And you don't I mean, know it in the end. I mean, you kind of see it. Like, if you look at Gilda, even in her first appearance, where she looks like she looks like a driver when they're on, when they're going on the date and it gets canceled because he has doing the thing. She, you, you see like she has this vacant look in her eyes and there's something's not quite right with Gilda. And I think they foreshadowed it really, really, really early when they, when they shouldn't have, you know, like everyone here, everyone here is, is in a relationship. Everyone here is pissed off their significant other, but I've never seen a vacant, like, dead look in my wife's eyes like that. And if I did, it would be a huge, huge, huge red flag. Mm-hmm. And Harvey Dent, and it shows it over and over and over again. And he just keeps ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it. Now they traded in Harvey for her because in the comic, she's pretty normal. And you see Harvey wrestling with his dark side from the beginning. Like, like you can see how Two-Face is under the surface. So you didn't have to deal with her being that way. The focus was always on him. The focus was on the three of them, really. It was, it was Batman, Gordon, and Dent. You know, you get to see Gordon's family more. And then Catwoman would be sprinkled in in the comics. They didn't know their secret identities. It's hinted, it's hinted that she may know. And then she has, a, the, the, you know, in, in, in the cartoon, he's like, why are you after Falcone? And she just says, I think he might be my dad. In the comic, she's like, why are you after Falcone? And she's like, because of this, because of that, or I'm minding my damn business. <laughs> like Catwoman doesn't give an inch in the comic. So Rich, you didn't like it. Oh no, I mean it, it kept me in with the event, with the action. I was like, oh yeah, okay, let's let's get let's get live right now. But then uh, you know, things don't weren't making sense. Like when when they got to like at first I was like, okay, didn't know exactly who it was, but then when they were like, Oh, you know, we found guns in your basement when they were talking to to, to Two Face. I was just like, But how is he doing that when he's over here doing all this crap? I'm just like, yo, it's his wife. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like it's his wife. Literally, and then, nursing wounds in the sewer. Yeah, like how's he do? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's his wife. It's his crazy wife who was crazy from the beginning. And then, and then, and then Batman let her go. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You're so I didn't understand that. the bad guy up. Like, what are you doing right now? I didn't get that. I didn't. Like, it would have been an easy arrest. Like, boom, boom, get her out of here. She ain't gonna do nothing. It's just. Let, uh, let me ask you a question. Where, where, so, in Batman's career. 
say from year one to Dark Knight, year one being the youngest, Dark Knight Returns being the oldest, where is he supposed to be at his level of his career in this story, in this time frame? This is like year three. Yeah, it's beginning, right? Because he's getting yeah. whooped left and right, and he's like, he's very, very, very green. Yeah, which I like. Yeah. I, like I like a green Batman. And yeah. As long as it's within the terms of he is still built for this. Like, I can't have him so green. It's like, you would have died. It's to, to me, the problem wasn't his greenness. It was that he seemed incapable. Batman, <laughs> even being new to the thing, had a, a ferocious tenacity to, to, he was sharp. This, this version of Batman just did not seem sharp. And he didn't seem to learn from mistakes. This version of Batman fighting Black Panther would be done. Doesn't last but half no. a second. I, I mean, with, half I agree a with second. Hundred percent. Battle. Hundred you know? percent. He can't even but fight. Oh, so I still weird. don't understand the whole Catwoman finding out who her father was. I don't know how why that was relevant and how like, they played it out. Yeah, it was just weird. And then, and then again, why? Why does she know his identity? And then why are they like playing like house at the end? What is this? I mean, to be what fair, to, to be fair, they're playing house at the beginning. Maybe she got jealous, like, oh, I, I thought you didn't want to be committed, and you're here three months with this chick. Like, come on, me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought they then took she a- also said, wait, but in the same breath, she also said, I had to wait for an opening. But then when you looked at the fight with Ivy, it was like. Th- what opening? You could have yeah. done that at any point. Yeah, you just you just you just, you just jumped fight. in and started fighting. Yeah, but to be, yeah, but the fight was the fight was cool. And that, and that and I, I had a problem comics. with that. I had a problem with that because when she when when she knocked out Ivy for for a quick second, and she lost control of Bruce, right? But then she had to like physically like get control back of him. What happened to Alfred? Alfred was like in the background just chilling. He like how did she gain control of both of them? You know what I'm saying? Like one, she lost control of just one, and she still kept control of the other one. Like she should have lost control of both of them. But we did see when 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 Batman was finally freed, he passed out. I, we could only assume that Alfred's older. Once once the the hold was released off Alfred, he just passed out. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm giving it a lot of liberty because this, no, this is the first. That's not a far a lot reach. Of liberty. That's not a far reach. And that, that does happen in the comics. She comes in. I think the dialogue is different in the comics. I think they don't say as much. What makes the comic book, I think, so good is that you really get that detective noir vibe with kind of Batman, like just the narration of it. And it even helps as we go from season to season. And I think it would have helped here. Maybe they tried it and it didn't work, but I think it would have helped the things that felt out the pacing was off or they were like you said spoon feeding was too much like a like it was like sin city we kind of just hear batman talk about this case well and, and you could have had the the inner monologue of any any number of the characters as the content continued to shift from character to character as they do in the comic you know and yeah. we could have stayed a little truer to who these characters were you wouldn't need catwoman literally spoon feeding the audience information she would never talk about if we had her internal monologue from time to time i mean any of the characters you know i mean catwoman is more batman in this movie than batman is 100 percent agree and a question i have is i don't agree with that at all here's here's why i agree she's catwoman is a better fighter in this in this version of it and she's more detective and she's and she's outsmarting everybody. She's, she's not the more one detect- lurking in the shadows. She's not more detective, and all she do is drop in, get a punch in, and drop out. She's not less Batman. 
this is a, a, a this is a classic. We all agree on that. This storyline is is a, one of the one of the greatest Batman stories, right? Greatest storylines, yeah. period. Right. Yeah, so, so so do you think that if we would have gotten this storyline in the previous animated universe? would have been a better delivery than in this new animated universe? Because I no. feel like they're struggling to find their voice, no. their pacing, no? I think this new animated universe, I think, no, I think the bat, these Batman movies are better than the last animated universe. I think the difference is the last animated universe, the new 52, that was supposed to be action-packed. Yeah. Very little character development, very little emotional stakes. This version, we may not like this movie, but Every character, I knew what they wanted. I knew their point of view. So I think if we did this in the last universe, it would have been the action version of it. You wouldn't have a detective story. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so maybe, so maybe that's the problem I'm having with this universe is that when I see these, I expect, you know, I, I think this, this, this meme lens maybe speaks better to. When I read the comic book, I can deal with the you know film noir detective story because I'm immersed. When I'm watching an animated movie, maybe I need to see that nonstop action packed, and then maybe that's why I'm having. I'm trying to because because I'm hearing you guys' points. You guys are all making valid points. I'm trying to figure out why am I having such a hard time connecting to this specific animated universe, and I'm really you know, having a hard time. I also say this though: they it was, it's an uphill battle. Anytime you're dealing with with content that is infallibly a home run, you're almost at a deficit going into adapting it. I mean, they they bumbled the Killing Joke. That's what I mean, I'm saying. Though. That that's not this universe. Correct, correct, correct. No, but, but but what he's talking about is the adaptation of incredible material. And right. You look at like uh, you know Watchmen to me is an another one of these great 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 graphic novels that i can't i can't really speak to the way it got adapted the film other than the fact that it looks incredible but the the content was really lacking look at old man logan what what an incredible graphic novel well i think i think logan is a great example because i think logan was fantastic because they didn't try to adapt the book they like they couldn't see. adapt the book so they say so they did they couldn't because there's characters in it they can't touch so i think the thing is whenever i find an animation as well as film the ones that try to adapt it almost letter by letter i it always kind of falls short for me a bit the ones that take liberties like the dark knight essentially took this Harvey Dent story to create their Two-Face, but it's not the long Halloween. They took elements and they created their own thing. You can't adapt these things letter by letter, page by page. That's a really, actually, that's a really great point because you, and you see these, you see this, these characters playing out more in that, you know, the relationships come to the surface. I don't know. It's a sticky situation. How far is too but, but, far? But, but here's the difference. Here's the difference with that. And it's the difference with the way Logan. Logan was, in, I would say, it was inspired by the content. I would say Dark Knight was inspired by the Long Halloween and, mm-hmm. and that content. Whereas this is adapted. Yeah. This is straight up that content come to life. It's true. And, and it's just... I think it was an uphill battle for him. There was never, it was never not going to be compared. (laughs) That's the deal. It was never not going to be even on a subconscious level for those who knew this content compared to the content. So let me ask you this. If if you're, if you're converting an iconic story like this one, 
would a better format be maybe a sh- like a limited edition series as opposed to a two-part movie where they extend it out and develop it a little bit further so we can get, you know, we can get everything in one and they won't be able to take so many liberties with some of the story and the facts? I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, I think they had as much time as they needed. I think the issue is the liberties they took and then how they laid out the story. If it was a limited series, you probably feel the same way. We just have more episodes. Yeah. The problem was I never felt like I was pulling the thread on a mystery that I had a chance to solve or that the the clues were all there or that Batman was solving it. I never, that's the irony of it. When, when I was reading the, the graphic novel, it was a page turner for me. I, I was in the middle of this mystery. And it's like Lawrence said earlier, everyone was a potential suspect and it was thrilling content. This, I was never, in, I was never thrilled. I don't know if you can do it. I hate to say never, but I don't know if you can do it in animation like this. I think it either needs to be a long form comic or that three hour movie that can justify its length. Like if Christopher Nolan adapted the long Halloween and applied everything, but I don't know if you get it in, in this animated way. I think there's, it's, there's too but, much but, heft. But, 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 well, that's, but that's what was asking. so weird about the first right. half to the second half. It, it, they felt completely like they, to me, they felt like different content. Even the art looked, yes. felt different to me. Yes, I agree. It was like in the first half you had, and it didn't work for me, but I, I could at least appreciate it where you had the, the cartoon person just looking at a person and then looking back and they had all these, Moments that were worked in live action didn't feel like they worked, but they were doing it. It to me, it went from Long Halloween Part One is was a murder mystery. Long Halloween Part Two was supposed to be some action film, but it didn't feel like the same content to me. Yeah, I feel like Chris was right. I, I feel like it should be, it should have been like a limited series type of thing, broken down into like episodes, like you know, like forty five minutes or so like that. Because then I think they could have put more into it and did more of the uh, the narrator stuff and not try to force everything. Yeah, we may and we may not have felt this like the such a difference in both parts. I think if it, you know it could have kept the continuity a little bit better because you know you know after after we reviewed the first one, Lawrence hit me up like I can't believe we're so off the mark. You yeah. know, we, we him and I disagree and stuff, but never and never never have we been off the mark. And honestly, I watched this today. I'm like, oh great, you know, me and Lawrence are going to agree on this. And what happens? Lawrence is like, I, I don't like it. me. I liked it. So I I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a I, I might it's a, I, I might have liked this if part one was like this. But part one, like I said, I'm here for the slow burn, man. I'm here for like Jack, the, the looks to each other where there's nothing being spoken and then dialogue driven scenes. You're telling me this is what it is. And that's what the comic is. And I felt like in part two, felt like you had to rev up the action in the comic book. When Bruce gets doused with the scarecrow gas, he doesn't have this long hallucination. So I felt like they were putting things in that were more visually stunning, but not like falling back on what they set up was we're trusting ourselves, we're trusting the dialogue, we're trusting our mystery, and we don't need to blow a bunch of stuff up. And this one felt like, so even if it was a mini series, if they're not going to stick to what they set out to do, we'd still be in the same exact place, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, like in the first one, there's that great moment with Grundy. In the second where one too. Where there's no, where there's no fight. 
that's that that doesn't exist in the second. It one. does with Grundy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and Two Face. That was yeah. an amazing scene. No, no, no. It, it, yes, it, but it doesn't exist for Batman in this second one. Oh, Batman. There's, there's not a version of Batman where yeah. he makes a cool decision like that. No. You know. And that was brilliant. Like, yes, moments like that. That was brilliant. Batman was very reactionary in this one. But I had to write down in my notes something I loved in this was was that Grundy scene with Two Face. Well, yeah, I think, that was pretty dope. I, honestly, oh, was for me, I'd say Grundy was the standout character in the thing. Yeah. I, I wrote down here. I need to talk about Grundy. Yo, that voice, the, whoever the, vo- the actor is, it's just so bored on a Monday. But there's so yeah. much pain and, mm-hmm. and and sadness and just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was heartbreaking. Just, it's true, uh, and you know they usually always play Grundy as such a one dimensional like beat him up character, and to give him such a short period of time but such depth in a short period of time, yeah. I thought was cool. Man, and then yeah. two, and that that okay. wasn't in the comic book. They, they okay. need, I think I think Grundy tries to kill him, and they kind of do the back and forthness. But it's it's hard to get that. You can't get that performance in a comic where like Two Face is like, I get you. And just repeating it after him. Ah, that moment was dope. That moment it was almost like it was almost like he helped Two Face come along because he was like, "I get it. You were resurrected." So it kind of clicked to him like, "Ah, I need to be resurrected. I need to be reborn." Two Face. They yeah. both got each other. Yeah, yeah. They both. Yeah, got I'll, each- I'll agree. Best best relationship in the whole thing for me was was Grundy and Two-Face. Oh, man. Which, which then completely made no sense to me when suddenly all the villains were working as a team together. Now, see, here's the thing. In the comic book that happens, which you have this narration and this detective story going forward, so when you see them all together, you see them and you're moving on. There's, there's something about seeing them in, in animation and how we linger where we start asking questions. Okay, for example, right, you two faces in the courtroom, right? And the guy throws acid in his face. Yeah. Throws acid in his face in the comic book. He goes down. Great. Here he throws acid in his face and they write in dialogue where he says, that stuff eats through concrete. You'll be dead. I know. Yeah. Well, well, now since yeah. you said that, I'm like, why isn't he dead? You ma- you're making me ask questions well, I would have never asked. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I go, where, well, then why did it stop at his skin? Right, right. Where, right, where yeah. the, in the comic book, you see Two Face show with Joker Penguin. It's laid out so perfectly. You're there and you're moving on. You don't you don't ask the question because the detective story is still unraveling before your eyes. You're not you don't got time to be like, how did the Joker? You're not thinking about it here. You see it, you bring too much attention to it. I feel like that's just like a common thing in movies in general, where they just add like stupid lines. Like, why did they say that? Why did they add that line in, into this, into that scene? It just didn't make sense. I wonder like, if I that noticed was that. ad-libbed. Not in animation. Even no. if it no. was, it went through a whole process. Yeah, it got kept. Yeah, they kept it. They So someone decided somewhere that that should be there and it's one of those things where if you now if you're gonna say it now I'm thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about it till you yeah. said it. Right, right, right. Cause you because I know I noticed that a lot when I watch um if I were to watch like an animated series or or anime series and um I look at the the English dub. Like about sometimes I'll look I'll I'll look at the English dub with the subtitles on 
And it's just like, why did why did they decide to in English say what they said when it sounded so much better than you know what they said well, sometimes, in Japanese? Sometimes that's got to do with the way the mouth was drawn. So they try to mm. fit the words into the same space. Uh, yeah, I guess. When I watch these things, they don't have to be amazing, but I just need something you say, Jack. I just need the characters to act like who they are. So if I'm seeing a Superman movie and he doesn't save his father in a tornado. Then it's like, well, that's gonna that affects who you are from here on out. That that's such a character defining moment. You don't get Why to come back from that. that. Sorry. Why would you bring that up? Sorry, Jack. Jack, sorry, Jack. Come on. Sorry, Jack. But You're I, telling me Superman is 30 feet away while a tornado sucks his father up into it and tears him to shreds, and he's sitting there listening with his super hearing to the, the death screams of his father as he's torn apart. F you, man. Who made that scene? <laughs> F them, F them, F them. So, wow. so basically... Why would you bring that up? It's hard to see him being the Superman he will be knowing that that's a part of his makeup. And same thing here. I have a hard time seeing Batman in his early years, I guess, unjustifiably let this serial killer walk. Right. It's a problem. It's so, a big problem. So now... from Not just a serial killer. Serial killer that kills with guns. Serial killer kills with a gun. The thing that he hates the most. Yep. And I do have a question though. And this is not explained. Every single time we see the the killer running away in part one so and in part two, there is no mistaking their figure is a dude. Yeah. Rod shouldered dude with a dude face. To, to my knowledge in the comic face. books. We don't ever see the figure. Don't. It's shadowed. It's shattered. It's shadowed. So the fact that they put the actual figure of the person in this is like, don't do that, man. Now you're not doing the mystery thing. You're literally lying to me. So I you're get confused. Lying. Or you have to explain why she's she's covering her face somehow. Where's the mask? Where's the where's, where's the shoulders Where she's eighties? Surely where the clothes? Like she should be burned like a whole set of uh, a disguise, pretty much. Yeah. But in the comics, she doesn't outrun anybody. She's very strategic and very planned. So she's not this Olympic athlete that can run away from Batman. She never gets into a situation where she would need to run away from Batman. Right. So those, but I can let all those things go. I'm like, fine, whatever. Tropes, fine. But when you have Batman let her go, and it's like, and then someone said, well, she only killed murderers. She only killed other, Alberto Falcone was not a criminal. His dad didn't let him be. Yeah. She's innocent. And why would she kill the person she was in love with? Because he didn't stick up for her, I guess. No, but she she defended him in that last scene. It was the father that had ruined both of their lives. Hit me with the make no damn sense, Jack. <laughs> I said it made no damn sense. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's my favorite Jack tagline. Um, so Chris really liked this one. Um, it was his favorite. Second made it Venom. Second yeah, well, no, no, it was it, it was my it was my favorite out of the new hands down my favorite out of the new universe. Oh, this this is this one isn't better than Justice Society. Wait, the Flash one part yeah. two is better than the Flash uh, one. Yeah, you know why? Because Justice Society was one that we 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 seen that movie already. That's the problem I had with that. It wasn't a bad movie. It was that we've seen that movie already recently. Stills better than this. Nah, they nah, can make a nah. fifth one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rich, where are you at? You like the action. 
I like the action. Um, the way they just broke down the story was it was, it was just not really my thing. Um, like I said, just things didn't make sense. And also with the whole shooting of it, like when um who was it? Maroney? Mm-hmm. When he went to go see it, when he went to go see his father. Yeah. Um, how he got shot in the throat, but then kind of looks off to his right. And there goes the killer, but yet the father was like sitting in front of him, but somehow he got shot in the throat. Like the ballistics don't add up. Rich, you can't bank a bullet. You can't see wanted. You can't bank. You can't no, that's bullet. what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. The homeboy just wanted that. that bullet. Like I was like, come on now. But um, yeah, um, besides the action, and then just you kind you kind of just predict like, you know, you saw that clearly that no Harvey Dent couldn't do all the killings. Like it had to be his crazy wife. Oh, in the eyes, you see the dead eyes in like by minute 10. Rich didn't read the comic and he came to that conclusion really quick. So that's that's interesting. And Jack? I mean, what I liked about it is that it exists. But that's that's the extent of that. (laughs) I'm a fan for the content and I want more content. So I would tell anyone who wants more content like this, watch it. You got to watch it. But, you uh, you know, you might have some buyer's remorse. That's what I have. I have buyer's remorse because I can't get my time back and it wasn't the content I wanted. I want more of it. I want them to keep trying. Y'all keep trying and eventually you'll you'll hit it. I you know, I I have faith for for this universe. I think they might hopefully they bring it together. And then once they do the ensemble stuff, I think hopefully it comes together and gives us kind of that where I want to be lost in the movie. I want to say this though, this Batman. In a Justice League setting, don't make no damn. Sense. Oh, he'll be no. he'll be fine. He'll just pull something out of his utility belt that didn't exist before he needed it. No, no, no. He's gonna cry about. It. He's gonna cry about his mother and tell everyone his secret identity. Oh. Rip well, off crying, his cowl. Crying about his mom is kind of a Batman real. thing. Yeah, yeah. But he does that behind closed doors. Not, 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 not in the middle of an alley in front of randos. True story. Um, I really liked part one. Like I said, I really enjoyed the slow burn of it. Part two. I don't think it was bad. I think I just, it wasn't what I expected. I wanted more of part one. Um, what I will say I really enjoyed, we already talked about Solomon Grundy, and I really enjoyed Josh Duhamel's performance as Two-Face Harvey Dent. I, I mean, I, I'm like, can we get him in a live action? I, I don't know if he's too old to fit into Pattinson's Batman or not, but I'm like, yo, this guy, he killed it for me. He has a look too, right? Is a, looks just like a- he, yeah, he can be Harvey Dent. He definitely could be Ben Affleck's Harvey Dent for sure. So yeah, but like Jack said, man, we love all the content. And if we want more content like this, you got to watch the content. Um, And it's, it's no easy feat to adapt something that's pretty iconic. I think they did a pretty good job. Now it's time for some recommendations so do you guys remember a few weeks ago we went down the rabbit hole whack recommendations with some really 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 racist looney tunes nips for nips jigaboo something uncle tom's cabin all those crazy things that will get that will get you canceled now yeah so i went down the rabbit hole with disney not as racist but their world war ii propaganda if you haven't watched it why even watch it? Watch it. It's it's really really fascinating. Number one, the Fuhrer's face with Donald and Hitler. Number two, education for death 
which shows like a little boy being educated as a Hitler youth, which is just like, it's, it's twisted, but it's really, really good. Um, that, the new spirit, Donald Duck again, Donald gets drafted. How you're using that word really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. It it gives you it. it it's it's just an interesting point of view showing how a child gets corrupted by the Nazi ideology, and how he starts as a sweet innocent child, and the Nazi ideology destroys whatever's good inside of him, and he becomes like this ruthless killer because Nazism. Destroys this is him. Disney. This is Disney. A hundred percent Disney. Huh. The Fuhrer's face, education for death, the new spirit, Donald gets drafted, and victory through air power. Check it out. Very, very, very cool. It would never have. It would never fly nowadays. But it's a hundred percent. 100% propaganda videos. Pro- like straight. I don't know. I don't know why they're indoctrinating like children, but into World War II propaganda, but it's World War II propaganda at its finest. It's very, very, because World War II is a very, very interesting time frame because I feel like the line between good and evil was so distinct between the allies and the access. And it's crazy to see something as innocent as Disney try and take on something so evil as a, as, as a Nazi party. I, I understand why they did it because if you want, if you want um, a united country or a united front on something, then just like how you say, getting your kid into toys or comics or something like that, you start them young. It's like uh, Starship Troopers. You've seen Starship Troopers? Of course. Yeah. What he had, what he had the um, what he had the kids playing the, the bug game, the bug killing game. It's like that. Mm. It's like oh, get get them in, get them into the idea, get them into the head, killing the enemy. You start them off really with little cute little bugs, or well, not cute bugs, but you know little bugs they can stomp on. So now when they get 18 years old, they graduate in high school. Oh, I'm signing up for the infantry. I'm going to go kill. Only good bug is a dead bug. That's it. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about Starship Troopers sometime. We should. We should. That should be a good, good retro episode. Yeah. Silent Assassin got real chatty. <laughs> got real passionate. <laughs> World War II propaganda. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, that's how, that's how propaganda works. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and joining us, man. We, we have so much fun doing this. Please follow and download these episodes. Guys, this is our 10th episode. 10. That's a not counting the bonuses. So we have a lot of episodes, but as far as like our main episodes, this is number 10, guys. Happy anniversary. Happy Thanks. 10. Happy anniversary. All, all yeah. jokes aside in all seriousness, you know, things have been getting a little tough, busy, hectic, and this is a great way to kind of escape everything and spend time talking about stuff we love. So I appreciate you guys and I appreciate everyone listening. And, uh, you know, I love, the, I love the podcast. So thank you guys for, you know, being a part of it. Yeah, man, me too. I mean, we're doing what we did as kids. As kids, we escaped into these worlds because it gave us a sense of hope, a sense of levity, and we get to have that now. And I thank you guys for listening. Please download and follow these episodes. We're on Instagram. We're dropping all day, every day, just about on Instagram. We're three brothers and a shot of monks, so go give us a follow there and, and comment and like on our stuff that we put out there. We have a lot of fun. We will see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Whoa. We out. Peace. Don't later. I mean, don't, don't you know I'm cutting everything I say after <laughs> 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 right. Might as well keep that part. I think I will keep that part. 
and then I'll cut here.